Good morning. This is Corona Ramblings. Okay, season one, episode six of the Northerner in the South. Okay, and I'm Ruth Whitstein, your host. I've been off the off the business here for a bit because um oh just all kinds of stuff, you know. I was going to do one yesterday, and then, oh, man, I tell you, all kinds of. I've been trying to wrap my mind around this whole corona thing and understanding one minute why the president is halfway decent and acting nice, and then, and then, like, on a dime, boom, turns into this raving lunatic. Yeah. And I mean raving Lutenko in the sense that he just has to blame everybody for all manner of things. I don't understand him. I, I want to because it's getting to the point now where I don't see, like, the light at the end of the tunnel with him. You know, in previous podcasts, or the, the last one I told you, that he put Jared Kushner in charge of the supply business. <clears throat> he fired some sort of oversight guy. I, I'm just, he's firing and hiring and pointing and this and that. So many people. It's like a constant revolving door of individuals that are in charge, not in charge. Minions? What are they? I'm confused. Hell, I didn't even realize he had a new secretary person. I'm, I'm starting to lose uh, my understanding of the government in this Trump administration because it's not going according to what previous governments administra- governmental administrations have, have gone. So see, I'm just, I'm confused who are these people. But now there's this new girl, 32-year-old person, Kaylee somebody, who's you see her now on Fox News speaking for the president. She's a TV personality, ex-CNN. I don't know her last name. I, I don't want to commit these people to memory because, sad to say, they just they change out like, you know, panties. Like, you know, new pair of panties every day. He's changing out his staff. It's ridiculous, and I can't follow it. And But one thing I've noticed, they're all Trumpians. They're just so incredibly this new speaker girl whoever she is, Kaylee somebody, she's just so I looked at her her um, educational background, she's a Harvard grad but yet I don't see any intelligence coming out of that girl's mouth I'm trying to figure out how she got her degree because she isn't emulating someone with a brain in her head there's my dog again talking as he always does. Hi, Bud Man. Anyhow, another reason I haven't been out here talking. Do it. Hold on. Okay, um, sorry. My dog was talking and he was upset about my two cats eating food in their own dishes. Oh my goodness. Anyways, um, you know the reason I didn't come out to my cabin porch to do my usual podcast was that, um, temperatures have been like 85 degrees here. Hot and uncomfortable and humid and yuck and I just 
and I was watching the news, and then I wasn't watching the news, and, like, I try to turn on the news, and watch, and watch, and then I just get, like, oh, my God, this is so ridiculous, the whole constant fact-checking of the tech, fact, boy, I can't even speak, I've been so overdone here, constant fact-checking of the president, not fat, like, as in his fat ass, he is getting bigger, by the way, I've noticed fatter. I don't know what he's eating. But anyway, fact, like truths, constant truth checking. <laughs> he lies so much and he does it now with such an eloquence in the sense of, you know, you know, he's lying every time he gets all that crazy and wild and you can see his face getting red and everything. He's getting better at these lines because now he's lying with a straight face and calm you know, like he's taken some sort of calming drug to just get him through the, the briefing, and he, but he's lying. And so I, it is, it is exhausting to watch those briefings. So I don't watch them anymore. And what I do is I watch the news after it. I will watch um, CNN. That's my favorite. I tried watching MSNBC, and it's okay. The Morning Joe thing. He really gets angry. I don't blame him. I don't know the guy's name, but he is so mad. Buddy, he can sit there in that chair. That's okay. Go lie down. My dog is upset because my other dog, Harley, decided to take the other Adirondack chair, which Buddy wasn't going to get up into anyways, were you, Bud? No, you weren't. And Harley is here on the porch to have his say-so, I guess, also in this here podcast. But anyhow, as I was talking... I've just decided to watch the news after the fact, and they fact-check him at that point. That way I can see the briefing, but also see, hear the facts. So I know when he's lying, which is basically the entire briefing. Almost the entire briefing. Like, he'll have a couple sections where he's actually hit the truth, and then he goes off into lies. He's doing this, I believe, on purpose, because I think he wants the American people to just not really know what's going on. I really believe that. I believe he's trying to make people just get numb to it. Numb to the lies. And then, you know, because it's... And all the while this nonsense is going on, he's hiring, firing members of his cabinet. Let's see. Playing this game of getting his, his little minions ready all around him. It's just... You know, and if you're smart, you won't just pay attention to only him and that briefing. You'll watch the news where they show what he's doing. Because otherwise, and I'm talking a credible source, Fox News is not credible people. I don't care what anyone says. Those people, all they do is, is promote him and his lies and his propaganda. I mean, his little Kaylee girl was on there, which surprises me that she was ever on CNN because she's also a spewer of lies. Um... She gets on there, and it's just like listening to a Stepford Wife's talk, literally. Just this vacant person. And what's so sad is that she's stupid enough to have blonde hair. And I, I don't mean this because I'm a, believe it or not, folks, I mean, I'm gray-headed now, but I was blonde when I was a kid, and I redhead and brunette later on. But I'm just saying I don't have, it's, she's fitting the stereotype of the bubble-headed bleach blonde is what she's doing. 
And the only reason I'm saying that is because of the crap that flows from her mouth. It is just crap is what it is. It's embarrassing. And you can tell by her appearance why he chose her, obviously. She's a bimbo-looking person. And that's awful for me to say that, isn't it? She's really, really super made up makeup. I mean, it's like I can't even can't even go there. It's like, can you please find people? Tone down the, the outward appearance makeup crap. Even Kellyanne Conway, my God. Does she use a spackling knife for that stuff that she puts on her face? Or is it just, what is it? Why do people have to do that? That's in his administration. They look cheap. Even his daughter Ivanka anymore puts on so much makeup. I don't even know if there's a real person underneath there. She's a beautiful girl, but my God, does she have to spackle on the makeup, you know? It's it's like, and what it does, whether, makeup is fine, but here's what I'm trying to say is it puts this plastic look in the White House. Everybody's plastic. I miss Obama. Miss Michelle, because they were real. Heck, even Barbara Bush. Even, uh, you know, all these other the Republican ladies that were in the White House previous to this nightmare, the wives had class and, and, and didn't overdo. Okay, but not this group. This group is like something out of a really bad trailer park nightmare. You know, you got Donald Trump with his crazy ass hair and his wife who looks like, you know, I don't know, also too much makeup, too much, too much, just too much. Plastic people. I just can't deal. I'm ranting, folks, because it's irritating. And it's hard when you're seeing the plastic people to take them seriously. Especially when 90% of the garbage that comes out of their mouth is gaslighting. Lies. It's just gaslighting. It's just this... It's horrible. I can't do it. And so what I do is I don't watch... Um... I don't watch Fox News, like I said. Can't do it. The whole group on Fox News looks like a plastic bunch of people. It's just, I don't know. Anyway, I'm slamming, and I have no business slamming. It's just, in this midst of this coronavirus, we would like some truths. We would like the effing truth. Like, you know, apparently HHS pulled the federal funding now for the coronavirus testing sites. Those little drive-in sites, they pulled the funding for those, is what NPR reported yesterday. And I just, okay, so now federal funding, for we're, biggest problem here in the United States was getting the tests for, for the coronavirus, was getting enough people tested. Now, all of a sudden, we're pulling some funding. I'm confused there what that means and why we're doing that. And um, so, I just don't understand I just don't, I mean, you know, you go along and you're just in this and it's like, what are they doing? Is it, an, is it a pandemic or isn't it? You know, are we being told the truth? I believe it's a pandemic, obviously. I mean, hell, we've got cases out the wazoo in New York and New Jersey's close behind and, you know, Louisiana, terrible. I mean, and then you've got these, <laughs> you've got these states that are, Republican states that don't even have, they have cases, 
okay? But they don't have mandatory um, shelter-in-place orders. They have closed their schools. I did say, I think yesterday, the last podcast, I think I said that they hadn't closed their schools. They had. They had closed their schools and some businesses, but they hadn't issued this mandatory shelter in place. And, and if you know anything about people, and especially <laughs> kids, when their schools are closed, you don't think they're going to take shelter in place seriously when they can not have to go to school? Meaning, you know, don't have to do the work, don't have to this, that. Can you honestly think that shelter in place is going to be something they're going to take seriously? Or are they going to go and hang out with their buds? Right? Which, sad to say, we can't now. Right now. Right now we have to do hanging out FaceTime on Facebook or something like that. You know, we can't, we can't get together. God forbid people get together, really, and go to church. And that's something that I don't believe in, organized religion. I think I've been down that road with everybody in the past. I don't believe in it. I think it's, it's one of the biggest reasons we have wars, organized religion. So I don't, I'm not a fan of these churches, you know, mandating people's lives. I don't like that. Um, it's a personal walk. But anyways, right now that's the biggest... Um, I believe the biggest breaker of this shelter in place and social distancing are the churches. These people think, for whatever reason, that they are immune to the coronavirus. Or, worse yet, there's a Louisiana pastor that actually thinks that <laughs> Christians are willing to die for corona to get, so they can do their, they can be together in church. Seriously. Because they think it's some sort of commandment. It's a commandment, yeah, made by men, not by God, you know. That whole Bible that people keep touting as God's word is, is translated, it's paraphrased by man. It's men wrote it. And you know how men are, people are, they are fallible, right? They are capable of making embellishments for what reason so that they can control you control each other that's what religion does and so this whole nonsense it's just that to me nonsense and this nonsense is going to kill people it's like jim jones or something you know remember he got all his people to drink that spiked kool-aid with poison shitload of people died all for the religion, you know, and I'm just making me wonder, it's making me wonder, what is wrong with these people? But, you know, the whole of the GOP in general, and that's the, like I said, the states that will not issue the shelter-in-place orders are all Republican states. They are. And that has been the group that has been the hardest group to adhere to social distancing and shelter in place. It's the Republican Party groups. They have it in their heads that they're protected by something. I don't know what. <laughs> you know, a friend of mine said, he's a Democrat, and he said, oh, just let them get together. Hell with them. You know, less of them. And I'm thinking, no, you know, I don't think that's right to have that view. As much as they irritate me, I don't want that. You know, like I said, I have a good friend of mine. She's a Republican, and I love her to pieces. We're, we're buds, and we don't 
push each other's agenda on each other. We don't talk politics to each other. Every once in a while I might get off into a rant and she giggles and laughs. She says, oh my gosh, I thought we weren't going to do that. But then she'll end it with, I see your point. Invariably. But she never pushes her crap on me. And I try not to push my crapola on her either. You know? Because... Hmm. Because, sorry about this, guys. You know, I already told you I had a little vice. I like my cigars, and I know that that's wrong in this coronavirus. Please don't smoke if you cannot. If you, if you are a smoker, please cut down. That's what I've done. I'm literally, I never smoke in the house, ever. My family doesn't do that. My husband smokes, too. And he does not smoke in the house. And he's cut way down since this corona business. We're like slowly weaning ourselves. And we only smoke when we are outside. Or, um, which, you know, we've always done that. We never smoke in the house. We have a kid. Never smoke around a kid. Ever. I, they don't deserve it. It's not their fault that you chose tobacco, my friends. Not your kids, um fault. So you should never punish them with your smoking. My parents weren't like that. They weren't. My dad used to get angry when I would start coughing. He did. I, I would cough. You know, he would smoke in the house and the windows were closed. Yeah, it was like I grew up in this smoke-filled environment. And of course it led to my affinity for smoking. Obviously. Right? Obviously. And um, I was around it all the time. And by the time I was in the fourth grade, I was stealing his cigarettes. Fourth grade. Yeah. He didn't even know I was smoking because because <laughs> he smoked. He couldn't smell it on me because everybody smelled like it in our house. It's ridiculous. But I, I literally smoke an average of one cigar a day, maybe. Maybe. Even, and, like, when I don't do my podcast or I'm not... When I don't come over to the cabin to work, which I don't even smoke inside that cabin. It's only on the porch outside. Because I'm not going to, I'm not going to subject my animals that are in that cabin. I've got some kitty cats living in there and I'm not going to subject them to this. It's not their fault. But, uh, anyhow, um, yeah, I only smoke like one cigar every, one cigar a day max, max many times one cigar, two cigars a week. Because I'll go like a week or so. You guys, I'm probably going to be, depending on how busy I get with school. And, you know, we're getting winding down, believe it or not, because it's April. May will be um, the last month of school. So we're looking to see the projects that we want to finish. And really and truly, this is my that's my focus, is to, you know, my daughter's homeschooled, has been since the get-go. We're winding down to the, the, the summer break. So, you know, she's got like maybe five weeks of school left, maybe, yeah. So we have to plan, and we're busy, we're busy. So anyhow, um, and you may not hear from me, like for a whole week. I may, this might be my last podcast, I don't know, until summer vacation starts. Well, and if that happens and I'm not over here, 
writing or doing something, I'm not going to smoke. So see, I can go like a whole month. It's really got, it's just, I think when I smoke my cigar, it's just the smell of the, of it. I know that's weird, but you know, if you grew up as a kid in a house where everybody smoked and especially, you know, it becomes this almost a nostalgia thing. You know, when I smell that smell, it instantly takes me to my father. You know, and then the fond memories of going to the cabin and, you know, my dad and mom would fish. I never fished. I would sit there and I, what I did is I had a, at the cabin up in the lake, up in, near the Canadian border, I would, um, my daddy would put a little plastic boat. We'd go to the dime store and buy, buy new plastic boats every year when we go up there for the summer. We'd spend the whole summer at the cabin sometimes and my daddy would take our fishing rods because he knew I hated to see fish be caught. I had a hard time with that. Interestingly enough, I'm a vegetarian now because I can't eat meat. It makes me sick. But besides that, I was going to say back then, my dad would be fishing and I would be, my boat would be attached to the line on my fishing rod and I'd be, we'd be sitting out there and I'd be, you know, playing with my boat in the water and he'd be fishing. My mom would be fishing. My sister would be fishing. I was a weirdo. I, I would either be reading comic books or playing with my boat. But I have distinct memories. Jump up there, buddy. My kitty cat's trying to get up there and get some food. He's so fat. 30-pound Roger. Um, but anyways, uh, we would be doing that. And I'd smell that my dad's cigarette smoke and the, and the, the smell of the gasoline from the motor and the boat and everything. Just all that aroma, the scent, brings me back to my childhood. It's kind of fun memories at the lake, you know? I mean, missing it. <clears throat> Anyways, so, yeah, I, th the reason I call this podcast Corona Ramblings is because I ramble. I mean, I'm just kind of go from one thing to the next, and it's my therapy, if you will, because I... It's hard to deal with this mess, people. Um, Y'all are in it, too. The whole world is in it. It's not just one or two people. It's not just me having a moment with a divorce, or which we're, I'm not. I'm happily married. Not really married. Excuse me. I'm not married. We're domestic partners, I guess you could say. Common law. Yeah. Common law marriage. So I'm happily, happily, happily common lawed. <laughs> I'm happy. I don't, I don't ever even give that a thought. But I'm just saying, I'm not going through that kind of stuff. We're all in this together, this pandemic business. And we're all having to put up with, in my opinion, the administration fucking things up right and left. Excuse me, I'm going to swear from time to time. Screwing things up. And, you know, now, you know, he, remember I said in the past he was so big into his ratings. I'm number one. Nobody thought anyone could could act so quickly Every many people just talk about it. I and mean, that's how he talks about himself. He's such a arrogant shit. Well, Trump. Well, yesterday, folks, his ratings have dropped. Yeah, it's reverse. It's like 50-some, 5, 55, 56% people think he's horrible now. 
and in the, in the 40s thinks he's okay. I mean, the drop, it's, it's reversing itself. Yeah. And that's because all the fact-checking that's been going on on the news channels. And I'm proud of our journalists and our anchors and the specialists that are out there watching his briefings and fact-checking. We need those people because we cannot allow an elected official that is responsible for leading our country. We put him, I didn't, but a lot of people did, put his ass in the White House to be the president, the most powerful position in this country. You know, he holds the keys to the frickin' nuclear bombs. And for whatever reason, you know, he's, he's lying like, he lied in all of his rallies and he's lying now, he's never stopped. And yet he's still, you know, there are still these idiots out here that support him. Case in point, folks across the street, I told you about that nonsense, didn't I? I told you about the, I think it was in the first podcast, how their Trump flag, they had a Trump flag, it was hanging, was flying above the American flag. It was the top flag, and then the American flag was underneath, and I was just appalled when I saw that. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, coughing. <coughs> <clears throat> Sorry about that. We got pollen issues out here, too. Anyhow, um, yeah, so you still have, the, but now their flag is underneath. Now the American flag's on top. I did make a big deal about how I can't believe people would ever put Trump before country. <clears throat> they would choose him at all costs. <coughs> Sorry, I got tickled. No, I don't have Corona. Thank you, Jesus. My husband's so careful. Mm. I guess I should learn to swallow well my own dead gum spit before I start talking and <clears throat> taking a breath. Right? <coughs> yeah. It's always good to do that. But anyways... Um, I, I made a big deal about how, you know, I just don't understand these people are so sold on him that they'll literally put him over the country, even if it means people in this country die. You know, well, anyways, I guess she heard that lady over there, and she, and then the next day I noticed that Trump flag was underneath the American flag, but I, mean, I couldn't believe, I could not believe what I was saying, that anybody would consider putting any presidential flag, any presidential flag. I wouldn't even put Obama's flag above the U.S. And Obama would never even consider such a terrible thing because he is a servant of the public. See, that's another thing Trump forgets. He's an elected official. He is our servant, people. He's to serve us. He's not doing a good job. He's lying. He's stealing. He is. He's stealing. He's stealing our comfort and he's you know rearranging things at such a fast pace in his in his white house cabinet cabinetry if you will his little his little official dishes <laughs> his little cupboard there little cabinet cupboard his little cups and saucers 
they're all surrounding him. That's the way I view it. It's so funny. Ever since I was a kid and I studied school and they talked about the presidential cabinet, I kept imagining all his little people that were around him. They were like, you know, the dishes in your cabinet. You know, and there's a lot of broken dishes in his cabinet right now. There's a lot of dirty dishes in his cabinet. Okay. <laughs> people that shouldn't be allowed to have positions. But, you know, here's the thing that this president has forgotten and the American people have forgotten. He was an elected official. He's to serve us. He's not serving us well. The people who remembered, in my opinion, and they talk evil about her, is Nancy Pelosi. They say that she doesn't serve the people. Yes, she does. You're damn right she serves the people. She serves the people. She's, she honors the Constitution. She's trying her best to get the most for us. In this time, she wants another bill passed and more aid to the people, individuals, like poor people, to get their money so they can feed their family, not these big corporations so they can continue to use us as their slush fund turds. That's what Trump wants, you know. And now, you know, I, I was right when I said that he had a, a financial stake and that hydroxychloroquine crap, that anti-malarial drug that is anecdotal at best. He's pushing it. He's pushing it. Got the FDA to approve it for trial use, right? Emergency trial use. Basically, what they're doing is they're using it on people, not really telling them. They're trying to figure out if it works or not. Okay, that's understandable, I guess. But here's the problem with that. These people are so sick. I hope they're given choices. Like, they're, they're probably saying, hey, you know, we're going to put you in this trial because right now you're so sick, we have no options. You know, I can understand that, but that drug is real dangerous, folks. It messes with your heart. And if you have pre-existing heart conditions, you're fucked. You could be fucked. Let me put it like that. And there's already been people dying from it before this ever happened. So it's not something to be taken lightly. And he said that, you know, people should just take it anyway, prophylactically. Just take it. Just take it. That's how he was talking, you know. And, like, what was that all about? You don't just tell people to take a medication that is not 100%, you know, hasn't been tested for the disease, a guy in, I think it was in Arizona, was so sold on what the president said that him and his wife, he and his wife, excuse me, took uh, a form of it. It was fish tank cleaner, but they thought it was close enough, okay, because apparently that stuff is so toxic it can clean your... Anyway, they took doses and they medicated themselves and he died and she lived. They both ended up in the ICU. What pisses me off is this is the kind of stuff that happens. And you, you know what? He just doesn't get, uh, nobody makes him accountable for those things that flow from his mouth. People are dying because of the things that flow from his mouth. And for whatever reason, he just gets away with it repeatedly over and over again. You know, he's unspeakable and it's been so hard for me to put up with it in my mind I can't I just you know 
Oh, I'm rambling. I'm rambling. But I, I can't help it. You know, it's like, you know, it's weird. When we're doing school and we're talking about histories and ideologies and we hit the government and everything and we're discussing different types of governing practices, you know, authoritarian and all that. We use Donald Trump as our model of somebody who's attempting to become an authoritarian because he is. He is emulating, unfortunately, a lot of stuff that Hitler did. You know, kids in concentration camps. He is. Those kids, that's what those cages are at the border to me. To me. They're just like those concentration camps during the Holocaust period during World War II. Okay, I've got a cat that will not stop. Roger, get you fat. Oh, Roger. Thanks. You're 30 pounds, buddy. You're too big to be up here. Okay, I can't hold you. Can't hold you. You're 30 pounds with claws. It's too much. Get up in that chair. That's why you have another one, hon. Yeah, get up in that chair. There you go. One up in there. There you go. He's got his old Anna Rod like. Roger left. I mean, uh, Harley left. No, Roger took his took his spot. Anyhow, um, yeah, we use him as an example of, of a unruly, unruly ruler. Someone who's very out of control. Because there are rulers down through the histories that went out of control. Not too many, though. I'm going to tell you, he is, yeah, in America, in our country, he's the worst we've ever had, I think, in the history of the United States. He's the most dangerous at this point. He's gotten away with the most nonsense and most crap. I mean, Nixon didn't even get away with the things that Trump is getting away with. And it's disgusting, and we're letting it happen, and nobody's, and you know, his party, the GOP party pretty much has all that nonsense on their hands, if you ask me. All the crap that he's being allowed to continue to get away with every single day, the lying, the over-projections, this crap, and people are just, you know, like I said, him... Him not acting fast enough, even though he says, I acted faster than anybody. They were just so surprised I acted so fast. I mean, he's such a gloater, fake gloater, brag, braggart. It's just disgusting. Anyways, he didn't. He didn't. You know, fact-checking him, I told you he dismantled the pandemic team in the very beginning. He fired the predict team over in, in China. He All of this stuff, and then he ignored it when it hit us. He made mention of it, but he kept saying it was no big deal. And then, of course, like I said, belittled it, called it a, a hoax and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so he is just not being reprimanded by his constituents at all for this behavior. They're just contributing to it. They're just supporting him through all this. And personally, he doesn't deserve that support. He deserves to be... Um, subjected to Amendment 25 and removed from office is what he deserves as an unfit president. They should just get him out of there. I would rather have the homophobic bigot Pence than this piece of shit. Sorry. Because that's exactly how I view Trump. I, I'm not going to mince words anymore. He is making me so mad with his lying. And the gaslighting comes because you see one minute he's Really nice and sweet and kind, and then whoosh, she turns. And so it's this constant back and forth. 
that you don't know whether you're coming or going with him, and that is how he likes it. He wants you in this fog. That's called gaslighting. It's classic, and he's doing it to the whole of the United States. Don Lemon saw it. Don Lemon reported on it, and, of course, Trump hated that, called him the dumbest reporter in history. No, he's not. Don Lemon is a highly intelligent man, good reporter, and I'm just, not to mention he's damn cute. Too bad he's gay. He's gorgeous. Um, and I don't mean that too bad in the sense of that that, I, that came off wrong, but, I mean, he's a handsome man. <laughs> I've always thought Don Lemon was cute. Anderson Cooper is, too. Very cute. Both of them. Very, very cute. Their husbands are lucky to have them. Um, but I was just going to say, uh, you know, Don Lemon said it perfectly that he's gaslighting the U.S. He sure is gaslighting the U.S. He sure is. And people don't see it. Because while he's blowing smoke and, 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 and doing all this, he's doing all this behind-the-scenes crap getting his little cabinet ready, his little yes-men ready, his little nobody-gets-in-his-way people ready so that when the next, God forbid, he gets reelected, then we're in for four years of dictatorship, folks. Four years, I'm sure of it. So we can't let this happen, you guys. I'm serious. You know, November is a ways away. It is. It's like seven months away. Seven months and some change. I suggest you start you start getting together your PPE, your protective personal protective equipment, and have it ready: goggles, head coverings, mask. If you have to wear a body covering, what? Have that shit ready. Get your ID right. Get all the things you're going to have to go out to the polling booths because you know these these Republicans do not want to have a mail-in ballot voting system. You want to know why? Because they realize that if if people were able to request mail ballots, and you have to get, you have to be registered to do this, okay? So it's not as easy as people think, but even so, if they were to do that, if we were able to vote by mail, Trump would not be reelected. He already knows that it's going to slam his ability to win this election. You see, so, given that, given that that's what he thinks, my, my suggestion to all these people who want him out, and if you don't want him out, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. This podcast's not for you, hon. Um, but if you want him out, you know. And here's the other thing. Oh, if you want him out, you plan to vote however you can. I'm serious. Crawl. Get yourself there. Plan that day and decide that you are not going to back down until your vote is cast against this man. We want him out. And here, and here's another message. Bernie Sanders dropped out. He's my favorite. I love Bernie Sanders. Joe Biden's not my favorite, okay, at all. But here's the thing. He is the only choice we have now, folks. And so you better just effing vote for him so that we can get... This Trumpster the hell out of there. Because he's going to do more damage to our country if we do not get him out. It's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. You know, do we really want to live in a dictatorship? Do we really want to go through what people who have a dictator like Hitler? Do we really want to live like that? Because I don't. This is my country too. 
I don't believe that we should have our freedoms taken away, but I feel as though the writing is on the wall with Donald Trump. He, I really think he's moving to, to get into that way. And it's scary. His behavior is so like Hitler. His putting down the news media, his gaslighting the public, his rallies that are so um, scary, like, you know, just... He is just, he is so like Hitler. And that's one of his favorite people, too, by the way. His wife was stupid and said he has, she's stupid. She was dumb and she, she admitted that he has a cop, copies of this horrible dictator's speeches at his bedside. And he reads them often. And something else I found out, I, didn't, I did not know this. But apparently when he was on The Apprentice, he was quite speed demoned. He used to snort Adderall is what they said. Now that's people that knew him that were on the, the Apprentice that his drug addiction is well known and they said that they don't really think he's ever stopped. Now I don't know if that's true but his behavior is bizarro at times that make you think well guess who else was a speed demon and snorted coke and was constantly always on the juice? Hitler. You just have to read history folks. Scary shit. I hate the fact that that's the case, you know. I hate the fact that that's what he is. He's like this. I hate the fact that he chose that. I mean, that's a sad deal, isn't it? That he's that sad he would choose to emulate a, dict a dictator of just horrible proportions. You know, we literally are in the midst of a biological holocaust. It feels like it. People are dying, and he's playing this game, too, of either be nice to me or you don't get the stuff. The, the stockpile's been depleted is what I read in one news story, and that they're not planning on replenishing it because they, want, they still want the states to get stuff. Here's the, here's the screwed up thing. Now, why is it depleted? Because, um, and that's why I said, you know, maybe news, all, not all the news is 100% perfect because the stockpile um, apparently... They had sent some stuff over to China. Now I'm finding out that China refused it. So I don't know what that's all about or where all those supplies went. This is way before, not way before, but right around the time in December or something. It was December or January. I don't know. But, oh, look. It's the nosy people who like to pay attention to everything I do driving down my street. Again. I got people out here in this southern... Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Anyways. Um, a lot of folks are nosy out here and they like to wa watch my business because they know I'm not like them. You know, I've got Buddhas in my yard. Buddhas. I got Buddhas. You got them Buddhas. You're a devil worshiper. You got Buddhas in your yard. There's actually people out here who think that Buddha is the devil. Huh? I have Buddha statues in my yard. Several of them. And what's comical is that was a contingent, an issue that I was raising my child in a satanic environment. And so, you know, they, um, they didn't like my statues. Hold on. Anyhow, um, so I'll get off the subject there. I'm rambling. Um, no, I just, I feel like our, our 
we're in the midst of this biological holocaust. It feels like it. It's it's a scary time, and and um, the supply chain is is corrupt. You've got states having to compete for things. The federal government is showing up where they're buying the stuff, and and buying things out from underneath the states. So the states can't get things they need. Some of some states can't. Some can. Some can't. And it's pretty political driven, because. The ones that can't seem to get their supplies are Democratic states, but the ones that can get them are the Republican states. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? That Trump is turning this into a partisan nightmare. That's him doing it, folks. He gaslights people, telling them, oh, they're getting their PPE. They're getting their ventilators. Yeah, there are some getting their things. We all know who they are, and that's not fair. That's why I hate party. I hate party. I hate the idea of Democrat and Republican. Because you have that shit going on. You have that nonsense happening. You see. And it's not right. We shouldn't be denied. Obama never denied things to people because they were Republicans. It's ridiculous. He would he was he didn't look at that. Did he agree with their ideologies? Probably not, but he did not punish them for it like that. Now, a lot of the Christians and conservatives felt like they were being punished when he gave gay rights to people. Oh, my God. You know? The Christians felt like they were being stamped on because gay people were allowed to get married. How does that affect a Christian? Really, how does it affect a Christian that there's a gay couple getting married? What does it have anything to do with... A far-removed Christian couple. Why is it stamping on, on Christian couple rights? That's that's the kind of shit you hear coming out of these people's mouths. Oh, oh, he's just, he's, he's, you know, my rights are being violated because those gay people over there are allowed to have them. They're allowed to be legally married. That's not right. How does it affect them, right? How does it affect, oh, those, that gay couple over there, they're allowed to get health insurance. Oh. <gasps> Oh, no, they're allowed to adopt kids. They're better parents than me. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, geez. That's not fair. See? What is that? Ridiculous is what that is. But that's the kind of mentality of a lot of your Republican conservatives today. Pretty sad. Pretty sad. They, would th they thought Obama was the worst person in the world because he wanted transgendered people to have the same rights as everybody else. They immediately pulled out that, oh, all transgendered people are um, pedophiles, and that's why we can't let them uh, use the bathrooms because, you know. Now, were there some people that, that, that cashed in on that and fucked around? Yeah, but come to find out those people were um, straight folks of a Republican affiliation that did do that kind of stuff. See, you know, just pay attention to the truth. That's what that's what that's what is happening. They stage all this stuff. You see, it's ridiculous. But um, Obama was not was not a bad guy. He gave rights to everybody. He tried to keep the earth intact as best he could and pass as many um, bills to help protect this environment and to to help uh, foster sustainable. Um, 
fuel sources, meaning that like using wind and solar and water power as opposed to oil. He tried his best. Here comes Trump, undoes it all. Undoes it all. We have pollution off the charts, have, have had, but now with the coronavirus it's not so bad, but here that's the only thing that, you know, kept us in. But I mean, as, as soon as as soon as soon Trump came in, you know, it was like, oh yeah, you can dump all the crap you want in the oceans and do whatever you want, it doesn't matter. And then he gets up on his pulpit, though. We have the cleanest water. I'm going to protect all of that. Blah, 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 blah. And then behind the scenes, he's ripping away all the protections. See, it's called gaslighting. He's lying to you. Lying to you. And he's still doing it. Even in the midst of this pandemic, he's still taking away those protections. So we need to get him out. We need to get there however we have to. And if Biden isn't your choice, I'm so sorry about that. Get over it. Um, if you wanted Bernie, I did too. But I am going to go with Biden, folks. I'm going to vote Dem no matter what. I don't care who that person is. If Hillary hopped out again and says, I want to be the prize, I'm with her. She wasn't my first choice either. Bernie has always been my first choice. But here's the thing. We can't let Trump win again because he's going to ruin this country really. He's already ruining it now. We're not, not going to be much of a country left if he has another four years of this. His horrible children and their diabolical thoughts, they want to do some pretty bad things too, and we don't need them in charge of anything. You know, Ivanka and Don Jr., those two, you can just see the horns coming out of their heads. Seriously. They're like devils, little, little devils. Both of them. I don't want this Trump dynasty to be a real thing. I mean, it should not be a real thing. We don't need to have that happen. So, get to those voting polls, even if it means you've got to put plastic sacks on your person and, you know, make a, take a, I don't know, figure out how to create your hazmat to get in there, because that's what I'm doing right now. I am literally, because I have lupus. I have lupus. Do you think I'm not scared to go vote? You bet I am, but I am getting my ass to the polls if they don't let us do this by mail. You know, I voted in the primaries before all this nonsense hit. And the sad thing was, the nonsense had hit. It was May. It was March 3rd I voted. Yeah. It's March 3rd I voted in the primaries, and, um, you know, I think it was 3rd, whatever that Tuesday was. I think it was March 3rd. I voted. As before we really were told that we had to worry about this pandemic. But my ass was there, man. I was there. And you know what was really sad about where I voted was the <sighs> rural, rural place. Large Republican group here. They had a Republican table and a Democrat table. And you had to go stand in front of your party to vote. So basically it wasn't an anonymous thing. Everyone knew what you were doing. And I thought that was pretty shitty. And it's called voter intimidation. And there was this big, tall African-American guy, old man, standing there. And he could tell he was scared because he was the only, only um, African-American in there voting. Okay, we had two African-American people that were working for the Democrat Party in there to help. But as far as voting, he was the only one, and there was no one else but me. And I didn't understand how the 
they were segregating us, you see. I didn't get that until I got in there and got to look and I saw that poor man standing by himself and all these white Republican conservatives over on the other side. They just kept looking at him and he, he just had this terror look on his face. And I looked, I stood there and then I suddenly figured it out. And I just said really loudly, because I'm not very quiet, I said, where's that Democrat table at? Where's the Democrat table? Because I'm not voting Republican. I can't do that shit. Where's the Democrat table? And that that old black man, I'm saying that word, black man, because he was so cute. Because he, he, he raises his hand. He goes, over here, honey. I come walking over there, and he pats me. He goes, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only only one out here. He said, I was getting scared, you know, me being an old black man out here by myself. I said, well, I'm standing next to you, sir, until this is over. How about that? I won't leave your side until you get your vote done. You know, I, I mean, I won't go up there and vote with you, but I'm just saying, I'll, I'll stand in line, but I'll stay here until you're done, if that makes you feel better, because I'm not going to go up to the pole until you get yours done first. How about that? And he just smiled and we hugged each other in front of all those people. I want to tell you, and I got looks. You wouldn't believe the dirty looks I got dirty looks from those conservatives. <laughs> that's the kind of racism that's down here. I know there were more African Americans out here, but they didn't get to the voting place. Do you want to know why? Because they were, were probably peeked in that door and went, shit. And I even asked the girl, young lady that helped me, I said, I'm not, don't take this wrong, I'm not racist. She says, oh honey, I know you're not. She says, you're gutsy can't believe you did that. And I said, well, because I'm tired of this attitude out here. So I'm the only, on my street, I'm the only Democrat. I said, they hate my guts because I got Buddhas all over my yard. She goes, oh, oh, no, they probably think you're worshiping the devil. I said, they do. I said, and we all know that's not true. She says, well, I said, I'm the only one out here. And I said, but I know that there are more African Americans out here. And I said, you know, I can't believe anybody. This is the thing that blows my mind. How can a woman vote for Donald Trump? How can a woman vote for Donald Trump? How can anyone of color, anyone of the LGBTQ community vote for Donald Trump? They don't. And it's about that time there was someone from the LGBTQ community come in and she looked terrified. And I stood there and she, I said, I said, if you're confused, I said, the Democrats are over here with us and the Republicans are over there with them. And she just looked at me and I said, it's okay. I said, I'm staying here until he gets done because I'm going to make sure he safely gets to his car. I'm serious. There's voter intimidation. She came over and stood by us. She goes, oh my God. I said, it's okay, hon. Don't you not vote because of that shit over there. I said, I'm not trying to be a, 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 a person that wants to put up a wall. I said, but they're the ones casting all these mean, dirty looks at that poor old man. I said, he was so scared, his hands were shaking trying to vote. It was just awful. And I said, um, this, the, I said, I hear that there's people that poked their head in the door, saw how things were, and then turned around and left because they were scared. They didn't want them, they didn't want to be in this room with this large group. Who, by the way, I've noticed that most majority of them have already voted and they're just standing there like in their strength in numbers and there's way more of them over there than there is of us over here and it's almost like they're trying to push out the, the uh, minority. They want to push them out. 
it's voter intimidation. I said, it's what it is. And I said, and I know darn well it is a Republican ploy. They do it, they do it all over. Seriously. It's disgusting. So if you don't think that doesn't happen, it does. And that's why you need to get your ass to the polls, because we need to stop this crap yesterday. People of color, people of any race, color, gender, sexual orientation should never feel afraid to vote. And this whole business of showing that segregation where you have to go stand in line between, you know, what party you're with, that's wrong. That's freaking wrong. You should just be able to go in. But that was a ploy. I knew it when I walked in there. That was voter intimidation. And I said it right then and there. I said, wow, this is a real bad display of voter intimidation. And one of the Republican ladies, she said, this is not true. I, I, You Democrats, I said right there, you just did it, didn't you? You Democrats. I said, this is this is obvious what's going on here. I said, how could, how on earth could you think that anyone would think anything differently? I said, it. We're getting reports of this all over, all over these rural areas. You guys are trying your dead level best to push out the Democrat voter. You don't want them to vote. I got news for you. Got news for you. We're going to come back and vote this bastard out. <laughs> November. I got news for you. I don't care how hard you guys try to to rig things by intimidating everybody. No, you got to stand strong, people, because, you know, and a lot of folks get scared because, <clears throat> like in the rural areas, they're real big into their Second Amendment rights. Well, you can't be bringing firearms into these buildings. You can't, and there's signs all over. You can't bring firearms to the voting polls, people. It doesn't matter if your state allows you to have a weapon. You still can't bring that stuff to the voting polls. So don't let that garbage scare you. You have got to go vote. You know, can't let this, can't let these people win. Can't let this intimidation nonsense win. Stand tall, stand next to each other, hold hands if you must. Get those little elderly people some, some support, especially the elderly African Americans who are just terribly, you know, it's an inverse mess there. It's not fair. They should be able to get to vote. Help them out. Make them feel strong. You know, help out your LGBTQ community. Make them feel strong. Don't let them feel intimidated. You know, if you're, if you're like me, I'm a serious activist. I don't want people to feel intimidated. I don't want to be rude about it, but I just wanted to let them know I wasn't afraid to go in there. And that little old man, the smile on his face when he saw me come walking over there, it made me feel good that I did something good for somebody who was getting ready to turn around and leave. He was so scared. And I said, please don't do that. I said, your vote counts. I said, we must get this cancer out of the White House. And the only way we can do it is if we all pull together, do it together. That's your power. You can scream and holler and rant all you want on Facebook and all these other places, Instagram and what have you, Twitter, you know. But you're not going to do the big, powerful thing unless you get your butt to the vote, voting polls. Now, I'm going to have to close this, people, because I have literally 54 seconds, 53, 52, to, before this is over. So this is... A Northerner in the South, and I am your host, Ruth Wittstein. We are in the first season of Corona Ramblings. This is episode six. I will speak at you later. Peace out. <laughs>